we're all protecting you. We have we all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not Welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast. I'm Armin, and I'm back for another Vanderpump Rules recap. And I'm joined once again by one of our newest guests on the Hot and Bravo podcast. I'm not going to say the best yet, but he's working his way up there. It's Ryan Alkire of the Holly Shook podcast. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. Shouldn't take me too long to get to um, the title of best. So give me a week or two, and I will be there. We I'm do the best. Uh, I'm the best Tom in this group. You're the number one Ryan in this group. I'm the number one Ryan. You're the only Ryan. True. So it's an it's an easy feat to accomplish. We do have a really good set of rotating guests, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're quite as good as Matthew down in the South Bay, but we're testing your chops here. You know. I can be nothing but myself. And if you guys like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. Um, and that was my attempt at a house uh, housewives tagline, but it didn't work too well. <laughs> you have to have like the second half of it. That was the setup, yeah. but you got to finish it with a bang. It ended up just being a therapeutic moment for me. I'm like, you know what? This is the best I can be. You like me, you like me. And I like, who are you? Um, and if you don't, you have to tolerate me. Yeah, something like there that. There you go. Something like that. Yeah. We're workshopping. We're workshopping. Yeah, we'll get there. But this isn't housewives. Uh, this is rules. This is rules. Um, Speaking of God rules, the, I don't know if this is a good God, segue. But <laughs> thank God the wedding's over. Is all I can say. Quickly though, Ryan, can I ask you how are you holding up in the quarantine? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> good question. Um, I don't know. I think I'm fine, but I feel like I. You need to ask me next week and see how I'm doing then. What day are you on? I'm on day two. Um, Oh, you're early in the process. We're early. We're early. So we didn't get shut down until Sunday night here in Chicago. I live in Chicago, for those who don't know. Um, And yeah, so I've left my apartment maybe twice in the past 48 hours, making sure to get a walk-in every day. I went on a run today. I haven't gone on a run since I ran the half marathon in September and broke my feet, <laughs> both of my feet. So that was, you know, it's bad when I'm going on a run. But you're staying six feet apart as you're running, right? From other people? Yeah, I was trying to at least. I mean, there really wasn't that many people out. Um, but it's supposed to rain the next three days. So I was like, I got to get outside while I can because I will go stir crazy. I'm going to go insane. Um, we'll get yeah, used my, to it. We're all going stir crazy. We're all going stir crazy. Been making some good food. Um, I'm rewatching Girls, the TV show. Um, what would be the I, other girls you'd be rewatching? Um, the TV show, and then there's the movie, um, and then there's this the graphic novel on tape. Um, but I'm doing the TV show. The TV show is this <clears> the <throat> Dunham vehicle? The Dunham vehicle. The yes, Dunham rewatching. Vehicle. Right, right, right. Um, how are you doing during it? Just quick I, check. I'm on day, I guess, four or five. I've been uh, quarantined since Friday. Oh my gosh, wow. You quarantined yourself. You didn't get state-mandated quarantine then? No, but it's heading there. 
It's heading there. I mean, Los Angeles has already closed its bars and restaurants and everything else. My work is now mandating that we work from home. As you know, San Francisco and like six surrounding counties are on legit lockdown. Like you cannot leave your house except for essentials like groceries and uh, the pharmacy and obviously the doctor. Um, Yeah. My hometown, as I famously am from the East Bay area, um, my hometown's on lockdown. My family is. It's crazy. So you know it. So I'm, I guess I'm just, I don't know if I'm ahead of the curve. I'm just going with the flow of it all. Right. Well, happy quarantine to you and to everyone listening. Hopefully this podcast can help you through it. That's what why we're doing this, to provide some you know much needed distraction, much needed relief. I think doing it helps us get our mind off of it. We need to think of other things even as we are in the back of our mind processing a pandemic. Yeah, and that's why I'm doing it. I don't have anything else to do. Um, I have nothing better to do. I have no excuses. Every other time you ask me, I can have an excuse like, oh, I'm busy, but you really caught me in a corner with this one yeah you can't be like i'm out of town or like like, i'm going like you used to make those lies about being a part of you know theater doing like stand-up comedy or writing plays you were never really doing those things you were just getting out of podcasting i never have done anything else at nighttime other than sit here but you know usually you believe that i'm doing something else and now i don't have the options so fuck <laughs> hope they fix this soon so i can get out of this shit again so so in the meantime we'll be podcasting um but speaking of quarantines we've been quarantined in kentucky oh god you're telling me it's like how okay <laughs> i'm just going to dive in that was the worst wedding ever i'm sorry i agree it was, it was so bad like i it was lackluster on so many levels. The vows were so bad. Oh, <laughs> I was like cringing. I was like, there is no emotion in this. Like there was no like genuine. I, I, it didn't feel genuine. I, no. oh my God, I hated it. It was so bad. It was robotic as hell. And we always love to joke on the Holly Shook podcast. If y'all don't know, uh, Ryan and I do another podcast where we talk celebrity scandal. We always love to joke about our limited vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can't joke about that anymore because Jax no. Taylor has set the new standard. I'm sorry, Jason, because we call him Jason during weddings, I guess. Jason. <laughs> but Britney's too. Like, it was just... Uh, like, did anyone... I don't know the protocol, but I feel like I would have at least one person, like maybe one of my creative friends, read my vows before I said them. A peer right? edit of sorts. Like, give me notes, like, tell me that they're dumb or boring. Like, clearly nobody read those through because those were terrible. Theirs were, were both. They were they were both dumb and boring. Dumb and boring. And terrible. Um, <laughs> the trifecta, if you will. Yeah. And I think the reason I'm so upset is because I have hated this whole season um, the storyline of their wedding, at least not the season in general, because of just the whole homophobic priester, priester. <laughs> I just <laughs> preacher, I just, pastor, like, priest and pastor, priester. Can we just make that a thing? A priester? It's a priester now. Fuck. I it's mean, if Lance Bass can do it, like, is there really any rules to this anymore? Um, I've just hated this whole, their whole wedding storyline has been terrible. Jax has been awful. Brittany's been annoying as shit. Like, I'm over it. 
You and literally so, have a smile on your face all day long. Like, how can I not want to be with that kind of woman? What? what? Like, and from what I was told, Jax was an actor in his heyday. I'm like, well, he lost all the skills with this one. Like, no wonder he didn't book anything because he doesn't know how to cold read, you know? And <laughs> it seems like all they know read. how to do is speed read. Speed read. They were speeding through it. Oh, God. It was so awful to watch. And just them cutting to all the bridesmaids, like, crying the whole time. I'm like, what are you crying at? <laughs> you know? There's nothing to cry about here. This is bad. Do you think that Tom and Katie set too high of a bar? And not to say that their relationship set a high bar, but I, I have to say, I, I've had my qualms with that couple for a lot of reasons, right? Right. But their wedding was kind of storybook. And Schwartz's speech in particular was truly a tearjerker. I mean, it gets me still. I've seen it like prob- probably <laughs> a dozen times. Mm-hmm. But he chokes up and it's super genuine. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And I said this before, just in conversation. Katie and Schwartz actually love each other. You know, they're, they are problematic. They have their, their fights and their stupid, you know, drama. But I believe that a lot of it is exaggerated for the camera, for a storyline. It's almost a bit at this point they're fighting. But also but, when you love someone that much, like, right. the, the ugliness can look really ugly. It can look really ugly, but I think that their relationship of anyone's prior to, at least, I guess, Stassi and Bo now. I don't want to compare it to everyone, but Tom and Katie, I just always believed that they were truly in love with each other, meant to be getting married because they want to be together. Jax and Brittany, to me, it's like, the whole thing, this whole season's just been Jax wanting to get married so that he can do the whole, well, you never thought I'd get married, like, <laughs> bit. And then Brittany wants to get married because, okay, how many fucking times do you want to say you've dreamt about this day since you were five years old? Like, we get it, girl. Like, you obviously only are getting married because you've dreamt about getting married. And you're, it never felt about the love or the relationship. It felt about the fact that they could say they're getting married. And it shows when they're doing their fucking vows. And then during Tom Schwartz's, Schwartz's speech or whatever, Jackson and Brittany are, like, fighting. And it's just awkward. And I'm like, this is just bad. You know what I think this wedding is? The very first social media clapback wedding. <laughs> because they're such a public, you know, couple. Yeah. <laughs> and and they got tired of, of going after every single person in their mentions. They're like, we're just going to get married mm-hmm. to prove you all wrong. Which, by the way, has been a consistent theme of this season. When Britney has her total meltdown during the bachelorette party, what was it about? Oh, everybody, everybody thinks uh, that me and Jax uh, don't don't uh, don't love each other. We're gonna have a terrible marriage. Or we're gonna get divorced. Uh, all I see on my Instagram mentions uh, and on Twitter is everyone telling me that I'm making the biggest mistake of my life. I want to go to the club and have them tell me not to marry Jax. It is and. the crux of their relationship and. to prove. The mentions wrong. This is the first clapback marriage. First clapback marriage at Peter's uh, birthday party. What started Brittany crying was that people were making fun of her princess party bridal shower thing on her Instagram comments. On her Instagram comments! And then everyone thought she was crying because of the Tom and Ariana thing. But no, it was because of her Instagram comments. I'm like, first off, there's a 
option on Instagram to disable comments. Get a clue. And secondly, like, that is, that's exactly it. It's an Instagram clapback wedding. I think Jax wanted to prove that he could get married and Brittany wanted to throw herself a fantasy wedding. And I hate, I know that we actually did an over-under on Tom and Katie's marriage. We did. Back in the, back in the early days of podcasting. And I didn't like that because I believed that I wanted them to last. But I don't know about this one. I just, I just don't know. I really, I, I hope the best for them. But the wedding just freaked me out. It was so freaky. It was so weird to watch. Here's my theory. If nobody talks shit on them on Instagram and Twitter, they will get divorced in a millisecond. Right. But if we keep talking shit, <laughs> they are going to stay together just to prove us wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what I believe about Jackson and Brittany. They are that stubborn. And I think yeah. Brittany isn't just doing this for the fantasy of it all, although that's a part of it. I think she's also doing it for her own stubborn reasons. Uh, Jax has his reason, and you're right, it's to prove he can get married. Everyone knows yeah. Brittany can get married. Jax, right. on the other hand, that's a different story. I think it took Brittany. But Brittany, I think, also wants to be the person to have reformed Jax. Yeah. Which is no easy fucking feat in of in itself. It's no easy feat, and and she didn't do it, by the way. Like let's let's be real. But I think she, she wants didn't. to make the appearance that she reformed him. It, it, she didn't do it, correct? And also, it's a terrible reason to marry someone. And also, if anything, I believe that Jax is actually reforming Brittany, but in a bad way. <laughs> right, right. Like, um, she's become just as bad. Like she's. Not just as bad, but she's getting there. Like, she's unbearable. She used to be the best on the show. And I thought, we talked about this last week. I never thought I'd hate Britney. And now here I am. I'm like, get her off my screen. She's like the new Sheena. I'm like, I don't want to watch her. <laughs> she's the Sheena of this season. I'm like, Sheena's annoying this season, but I can I can watch Sheena this season, surprisingly. But I can't watch Britney anymore. I'm like, get her off my screen. I think it's all about dosage. Like, right now, Dodie? the dosage. Well, Dodie, yes, Dodie. No, it's not. <laughs> Not Dodie, it's dosage. We mm-hmm. get just a little dosage of Sheena. We can handle it, right? Yeah. Like the medicine can go down. Yeah. But Brittany, First, it's it's too much Brittany right now. I can't stand it. Too much Brittany. Oh my God. So like I was just saying earlier, thank fucking God this wedding's over. I'm and the thing is, is there wasn't really much to talk about with the wedding either, other than it was bad. Like there wasn't really like a memorable moment about it no i mean there's maybe a few moments we could talk about like carter and Kristen, but unlike the woodsy elegance of tom and katie and like the many tear-jerking heartfelt moments whether it was remember when one of the schwartz brothers gave that speech and it was super cute and then he gave another speech and they were calling him like something like billy two times or something billy two speech billy two speech billy two speech i mean the fact that we remember that to this day that's four years ago at this point right yeah yeah this wedding was the most superficial fucking wedding it had all of the drama it had all drama um on an aesthetic level right the castle it had all these aesthetic elements it was but no substance no fucking substance and anytime they tried to inject a little bit of their character it was forced and frankly corny as hell Probably the signature um, character infusion was the Hooters girls, and mm-hmm. and that's something that's going to be 
outdated in in yesterday. Okay, right. It's already tacky. Um, I also think that there's nothing, 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 nothing more tacky than complaining about how expensive your wedding is while you're still at your wedding. I mean, you're right. We have like, to talk about this. I agree with the whole thing of I paid for alcohol. My guest shouldn't be paying, but also you obviously didn't make that clear to the bartenders that you were using your own alcohol or whatever, but to run around yelling how much you paid for it. And then the next morning, like kicking everyone out, making sure they're not getting a late charge. I'm like, this is so tacky and also such a terrible way to end the weekend. Like, Oh my God. It made me, it, it's just so Jax, but it's like so gross. AKA Jax. AKA Jax. Gross Jax synonyms. Um, I totally agree with you. Also, uh, that entire, um, scene that Jax made was a farce. Um, you know, I've worked essentially in event planning for like five years now. Yeah. A little bit more. And the idea that the bartenders would just start charging um, on a whim or even against the client's wishes is ridiculous. Right. What really happened is that they what they had probably was an open bar up until a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then after that fact, it would become it, it converted to a cash bar. Right. Right. And Jax's whole argument was, well, I have all these cases of vodka, and then we see Sandoval save the day. Um okay. With no thanks, because he still got a C grade from Jax anyway. Awful. Uh, despite all the things that Sandoval did, uh, even bringing a bunch of extra tampons for all the bridesmaids. I mean, we, we could talk about Sandoval just doing right. a little too much. We could talk about that as well. Um, but it's also very Sandoval to do that, and it's that's just Sandoval. It's endearing, at least. It's not fucking mean-spirited or bad-intentioned. It's extra, but it's endearing it is endearing you're right you're right and i always I say that about sandoval he is thoughtful but i mean you're doing too much sandoval you are doing too much but i sandoval's the only one i like this season because he's the only one who voices his opinion about anything so i'm with you on that but back to the cash bar issue right for one it seems like if people want to order something that's not vodka then they're gonna have to pay anyway right that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. He was like, I have 60 bottles of vodka. And I'm like, okay, but like, what about people who don't like vodka? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'd rather, is it more embarrassing to have people pay for drinks at your wedding or have people be forced to drink vodka if they don't like vodka? Like, pick your poison, Jax. And also, just because you have paid $100,000 for this wedding so far uh, doesn't mean that it may cost more. Right. Also, you're in a castle, so let me guess where a lot of that money fucking went. Probably the castle. <laughs> but that goes back to Jax's, you know, attitude of entitlement, always. Like, he's like, yeah. you know what, I've already paid 100000 The rest should be free, or, or the rest, you know, right. uh, should be just given to me, handed to me. I mean, I'm Jax. I, I get everything I ever want. Right. But in reality, this was probably in the fucking contract. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people who go to a restaurant or, like, a gym or something, and if they don't get something their way, they're like, well, do you know how much money I spend here on the regular? It's like, uh, no. And also no one has a gun to your head saying, spend this much money here. Okay. You don't just get something because you spend money somewhere. It's not how the world works. And what I really hated was his comment about the bartenders. Like they're making like $10 an hour. Like what do they care? Right. Come on, dude. They're working their ass off. They probably are facing lines of dozens of people trying to make everybody happy. 
Right, lots and of you, are assholes. Yeah, and you screwed up the contract. You could have just had an easy, clean, open bar, no worries. Right. And I and you know what's going to happen for sure? He's not going to tip them well. No, he's not. Of course not. I'm a bartender. I, I make my money bartending. I shouldn't have to give my money to bartenders. <laughs> what? That's nonsensical. Um, oh, well, I'm just happy the wedding's over. I'm so over it. Um, Do you want to talk about Kristen and Carter? Yes and no. I I we can do a quick touch up on them. I I personally find their storyline to be boring at this point because I I guess I see where Katie and Stassi are coming from a little bit more now. Where I'm like, I, honestly, I don't really get what's going on. <laughs> but that's like, been my position, right? I told you that yeah. last week. Kristen's a mess. She doesn't know what's going on. How can you know what's going on, right? But the Kristen thing is, doesn't know what's going on. Right and right. <laughs> How how can other people if she doesn't even fucking know? But <laughs> at least when Carter's when Carter's not on the show and I'm just hearing Kristen's side of things, I'm like, okay, she's they're not together, but you know, it's not easy to just break someone off of your life after four years. Okay, I kind of get it. But then when Carter's on the show and we see them interacting, I'm like, okay, what what is this? Like when he got there and Sheena and Kristen were talking and then they hugged. The the hug was so weird. I'm like, what what is the hug? I just don't like it. By the way, great Sheena moment because she's suddenly super awkward and she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she just walks away. Great like I Sheena said, moment. small dosages of, of yeah. Sheena works. I famously love Sheena when she's not talking about herself. Like I think Sheena is hilarious because she's so crazy. <laughs> So like little moments like that where she's like, I'm gonna get braids, and then they don't yeah. respond. And then she yeah. does, they don't respond and she has to repeat it just so they know what she's doing. Okay, I'm gonna get braids. And I'm like, Sheena, just walk away. But like, of course, Sheena has to also like still kind of make it about her. And they didn't respond to either braids comment. Neither times. Yeah. Neither I don't time. think I don't think they ever knew what was happening with Sheena. But even before that was a great Sheena moment. But thanks for reminding me about the braids moment. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. getting braids. I'm getting braids. I'm getting braids. Before that, when they're when Kristen and Sheena are talking about Carter, mm-hmm. right? And then suddenly Sheena goes, "Oh wait, Carter's over there!" And the camera quickly pans, and Carter's <laughs> in the parking lot, just standing feet away. That was super comedic. That was great. There was some there were some gems in this episode. I laughed. I definitely laughed a couple times. There was a few moments I laughed at, but I can't really remember now. Um, Can I quickly on the Kristen Carter thing say that yeah. the Kristen line when uh, they're talking about their relationship and it gets super emotional at the end of it, yeah. Carter's like, "Because I fucking love you." Uh, yeah, I hated that. Yeah, I forget exactly what Kristen said to to spark that line. Said, "Why do you want to be with me?" Is that what she said? Okay, yeah. but. Kristen's line um, in the confessional that really speaks to the ethos of the relationship. I forget. Was. And I, and I actually really do think that this line is the synthesis of their relationship and the way Kristen perceives it. When Kristen yeah. says, I'm, I'm so happy that Carter's here and I couldn't imagine this wedding if mm-hmm. Carter wasn't here. But with Carter here, like I'm so sad that he's here. Yeah, she that line did. is the whole damn thing, and proves yeah. my point that Kristen is conflicted as hell, has no idea what, what's going on, is a total mess, and again speaks to the point that Stasi and Katie 
are are really not assessing the situation properly when they're saying, why is Kristen one day saying that she loves Carter and the next day saying she hates him? Right. That line says it all. She said, I'm sad that Carter is here. Or I would be sad if Carter wasn't here, but the fact that he's here is making me sad. Yes, that's the line. That was the line. Like, that is true when you put it that way. And Kristen called Stassi out last week about it because Stassi was like, can't you just, like, can't you, like, use your brain for one second or can't you be serious for one second or something? And Kristen was like, no, because you don't want to have a conversation about it. You just want to, like, accuse me and yell at me, which is true. And I think if they were to sit down and actually talk, not drinking maybe would be also a good way to start having that conversation, maybe sober over coffee. And, like, Kristen could explain, like, I am really confused and conflicted. Like, I like having him around, but also when he is around, I hate it. So, like, what the fuck do I do? But this is Vanderpump Rules, so drinking is right. involved, unless it's James They Kennedy would have to drink. They would have now. to drink. Yeah, they um, to. Quick funny moment with the new girls. Um, oh, Charlie? First, well, no, Charlie's crazy to me. But <laughs> <laughs> first off, um, when I have out, no idea what's going on with Charlie. I said it tonight when I was watching. I was like, Charlie's going to be a much bigger presence next season, I could tell. Because she's a, short, a shit stirrer. She likes to stir shit. She's a shitster, and she's, like, really wacky. Like, I feel like I have no idea where she's coming from at any given point. Like, because even tonight, she was taking the stance of, oh, everyone's dumber than me. Right. But then in other episodes, she's the, like, dimwit character, right? Like, like I I don't want to eat, what was the whole pasta carbs line? or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've never had pasta in my life, never had avocado in my life, doesn't understand like the basics of nutrition. She says yeah. all sorts of crazy shit that makes you think, oh, she doesn't know what's going on, but then and and understands that she doesn't know what's going on. And then at other points, she's like, Oh, I'm the top dog here, and I'm out yeah. maneuvering everybody with my intelligence. Everyone's stupid. <laughs> I think she'll be I think she'll either be like a much bigger character or she like will die out. But I think she she might be bigger next season. Um, but the scene with Raquel and Dana and Danica, first off, they were at the garage. And I had a very nostalgic moment with that because I used to live down the street from the garage. And it was my go-to happy hour place and my go-to trivia night place. And just shout out to the garage. If you live in Culver City, it's the best fucking place. And they were there and they have a great happy hour. I miss that apartment. Missed that one. Um, but funny drinking moment with Danica not being able to drive. But also I'm like, then why don't you just Uber? <laughs> but also that's expensive. Um, but that segues into the Dana and Max thing, which I would say was the other only other plot point this episode other than the wedding. Um, I have said it since the beginning. I love Dana. I think she's great. I think she's a breath of fresh air because she's not like all the other characters. And I don't know how to say this without being totally a bitch, but like, she's not stupid. (laughs) If that makes sense. Like she's, she's got a level head on her shoulders. Which is why she reminds me of Ariana. Yeah. Even down to the stand up comedy thing. Oh my God. Yeah. I take sketch comedy very seriously. (laughs) My favorite line ever on Vanderpump Rules of all time. So good. 
But okay, but we I, have to address what happened this episode versus what happened last episode, especially because we spent so much time last episode talking about how what Dana did in that episode was unprecedented. Yeah, she broke up with one of these gaslighting scumbags without looking back. That's what we said last week, right? Yeah. She didn't have to think about it for a second. She knew he was playing him, and she broke up with him with zero remorse. We were hyped on that because that had really never happened in Vanderpump Rules history before. Not even a week later. Well, I guess exactly a week later. I think we're disappointed, right? Uh, you shocked that I actually really respect what she did. Really? Yes, because if all that we're seeing is true, then she jumped to a conclusion and Max wasn't fully lying to her. Do I think that Max was still gaslighting a little bit? Maybe stretching the truth? Maybe whatever. But Max's story was, I met up with her to break up with her the next day. But he didn't tell her that immediately. Right. But that was the story. Right. Regardless of who's correct, who's right and who's wrong and who's lying, I appreciate that Dana was able to say, hey, I jumped to conclusions. I believe people when I should have believed you because I was in a relationship with you and I should believe you over anyone if that's a healthy relationship. And I'm sorry that I listened to other people and the ball's in your court. I'm not like, I think it's very true to Dana's character because I think she does have dignity and she does have like morals. And she's not just like, going to be like, I messed up. I'm so sorry. Take me back. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, this is how I feel. If you want to move forward with it, let me know. If not, let me know. Take it or leave it. Yeah. But like, I just, I, I appreciate that she swallowed her pride and was like, I may have made a mistake with this. I'm sorry. Cause I feel like a lot of the girls, a lot of the guys and girls on the show don't do that. And when they do make a mistake, they like to, you know, cause drama or, or point fingers or twist it. And just as it was unprecedented for her to break up with him, I also think it was unprecedented for her to sit him down and be like, I'm sorry. In my True. opinion. No, that's a good point. You're right. Because usually I feel like stubbornness is the way to go on, on rules. Right. And it always is. And it's always never, it's never someone's fault. It's always someone else's fault. And it's always, well, I heard this and I heard this. So what, who do you expect me to believe? Like blah, blah, blah. And I just think Dana was like, I heard this. I believed it. Maybe it wasn't true. I shouldn't have believed it. I should have heard you out. Sorry. And I like just think that's very honorable of her. True. Good point. The I won. No, you, won the, you won this round, right? I won the debate that wasn't happening. <laughs> but the trailer is telling us a little different story. We have to talk about the mid-season trailer. We that was one it. of the greatest mid-season trailers I've ever seen. It truly was. And... It all starts with the music choice. I thought the music choice was great. Brilliant. First off. Chef's kiss. Because it was chill. It was kind of like, it wasn't like amping up the drama. It was just letting us see what was going on, you know? What, it, were, your, what were some of your favorite moments? It was like a, a Western vibe, right? Wouldn't you say? It, Southern bubbles. It was very Western. I felt like I was watching like an old-timey Western. <laughs> I feel like I was about to like burst through the swinging doors of a saloon and be like, Who's drinking in here? <laughs> I've clearly never seen Western. <laughs> Famously, as a film major, never seen Western. 
You're such a good film major, right? Thank you. Um, define mise-en-scene. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the one thing I remember from college <laughs> is mise-en-scene, and it never gets old. Favorite party trick. Y'all know what mise-en-scene means? Let me tell you. I love that you just learned what sitcoms are like three months ago when you when you told me that you just learned that sitcoms mean situational comedies. Oh my God, situational comedies. Yeah, I still blows my mind. To this you were like, Armin, I can't believe that, that they're called uh, sitcoms after situational comedies. And it and it's so true because those are literally situational comedies, comedies based on the situation that the people are in. Oh, it's so genius! Did you pass <laughs> any of your classes? Strangely, yes. <laughs> but we we won't get into my GPA. Okay, I have to say the moment that stood out to me the most in the mid season trailer relates to this episode that we're recapping. It's very topical. Okay. Dana, Dana, Dana and Brett. Dana and Brett. No. Well, that that's another big one we could talk about if you want. Okay, okay, okay. The moment that stood out to me the most was the moment when Jax said, my wedding went by so fast. It was so quick. And now I'm wondering if it was all worth it. Okay. This, this ties back to our whole conversation about Jax and Brittany's wedding and their motivations for getting married. That statement alone, to me, is damning. Because it really illustrates the fact that Jax was getting married, like you've suggested, Rye, for the wedding, for the spectacle, for the moment, for the night, for those four, five, six hours. Not getting married to cement this relationship for life. He didn't think past the night of the wedding. He didn't think past the night of the wedding. Yeah. That night wasn't supposed to be a kickoff to the rest of his life. It was supposed to be something so epic, so worth a hundred grand, right? And then he says, to Stassi of all people, he says, it went by so quick, now I'm wondering if it was all worth it. But it seems, based on the context, you have an argument with him and Brittany at one point, and I think there's even another line between him and Stassi, and of course you have the Kristen line where she says, I think Jason is gone and Jax is back. They add all that context that makes you believe that it's not just that he regrets, let's say, hypothetically, uh, spending a hundred grand <laughs> on one night. Oh no, no, no! He regrets getting married in general. It it really does prove, in my opinion, that this wedding, this marriage, rather, was built on a faulty foundation the dude was just getting married like you said like we all know like we all can see for one night for a big party to prove the haters wrong to to have the wedding photos he didn't think past that night and then guess what the way memories work a lot of them start to fade the pictures only work so well and then the wedding starts to shrink a little bit in your mind it goes from being the most vivid memory of them all and then it starts to fade a little bit it's like huh that felt like six minutes of my life. Next thing you know, Stassi and Bo are engaged, and now all the attention's going to be on them. And Jackson and Brittany are just going to be the last people who got married. And it's not all going to be about them. And Jackson's going to be like, well, 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 I, but I got married. It's like, cool, yeah, you did. And you're going to still stay married, but we can't celebrate you forever, bro. And Andy's Schwartz gonna and Katie are going to get married, too. And Schwartz and Katie are going to get married again. So look, buddy... This wasn't all about you. It's about your life. And you made a decision. And what are you going to do with it? Here's my only... And I know maybe this isn't the best way to look at the show. But 
I follow them all on Instagram. Like, I obviously know this was filmed almost a year ago. I know they're still together. You know, it's not like... Right. Yeah, you know, there's going to be the drama with Jax regretting it and him thinking he made a mistake. But at the end of the day, they're not breaking up yet. I'm not saying they won't eventually. But it it is embarrassing that he seemingly within mere months is already regretting his decision because come on, man, at least make it like a couple years before you're like deciding that it's wrong. It went by um, so quick. The wedding own. night. How did it go by so quick? <laughs> oh my God. Probably because you were like so hungover and blacked out. Also, I'm sorry. If you invite me to an outdoor wedding and it's 96 degrees, I will be FaceTiming for my hotel room, bitch. Like I am not sitting outside in 96 degree weather in Kentucky. Oh my God. When they put 96 degrees, I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. You know what? Not worth it. This isn't even real love, bitch. What uh, stood out to you in the trailer? The Dana and Brett thing. I feel like, I don't know if I brought this up last week, but I feel like Brett has been like very pointless. I feel like he hasn't really been in it. Maybe because of his racist tweets. But um, <laughs> I actually think Max had the racist Max, tweets. They both had racist tweets. Oh, but God, I feel, of course they both I feel did. like Max is too entwined to like. <laughs> To the storyline to cut out Brett to me Brett is literally filler he has had no good scenes um but maybe he will because apparently Dana's gonna fall for him which I'm like ugh about um so I'm intrigued to see how that love triangle works because I'm like are Brett and Max friends I don't really know Brett literally hasn't been in it who is Brett <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah we're just saying a name literally hasn't been in near but two scenes um, I don't know. I think that was a big mom for me. Um, was there a ja- was there a James Raquel fight that was shown, or am I imagining that there was like a James mental breakdown? Okay, James mental breakdown um, where he's crying in front of Lisa, which it's like I feel like that's uh, one of the the quotas of every Vanderpump Rules season. It's like you have yeah. to have James cry in front of Lisa Vanderpump. Right, I'm like, that could have been any of the past four seasons. I really can't tell you. It's um, stock footage. It actually happened in 2015. Yeah. Fully 2015. They're like, eh, well, no one will know the difference. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the Dan- I think the two things that really stuck out were the Jack's already regretting his marriage and the shade of it being on his wedding episode where they show that clip. Like, I love it. You don't even show it a week later. It's like, nope, he's- his wedding ended 10 minutes ago and he's already regretting it. Um, that Did you catch the, the Tom and Katie moment? What's the Tom and Katie moment? When Schwartz is like screaming at, at Katie, I don't know, some oh, expletives. And then he's like, yeah, that's why I'd never have sex with you. And then Sandoval's like, shut up, Schwartz. Because Sandoval always has to be like the, the moral character. Moral and all high ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tom Tom and Katie are going to get in a fight about something. Um, and I think I Sand- like- Sandoval like shoves Schwartz, right? Yeah, well, because I think Tom's trying to, like, throw something at Katie. Um, Wait, what? Okay, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Well, not throw, but, like, he's, like, hands are, like, re- he's reaching his hands at her, like, putting a finger in her face or something. Yeah. He's not hit her, but it's, like, he's, like, it's reminding me of, like, season, is it season two, Cabo, when he pours the drink on her head? Oh, the best. Iconic Tom and Katie moment. Um and then there's like something with Sheena's getting whipped by someone that was Brett, by Brett, uh, by Brett. You know what I think that is though? 
I feel like that's the Sir photo shoot. It is. Okay. It must be. Um, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just. I know. would assume, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Deducing. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited. It, it was a great mid-season trailer. I'm glad that I've said it seven times, but I'm just glad the wedding's over, y'all. Bring us back to regular pump rules, no wedding drama, please. I know. I know that the weddings have been a pretty central narrative point for a lot of Vanderpump Rules seasons now. Three of the yeah. eight. Yeah. Season three, Sheena Shea. We forget, but season three, Sheena Shea. Never forget. Never. <laughs> hashtag never forget. Um, season five, Tom Katie, and now season eight, um, Tom Katie. <laughs> and, yeah. and Jack um, again. <laughs> um but uh but for real I there's something about the wedding seasons um that that really like shift the tone and like shift the way that the like narrative flows. Yeah, and, and I just there's so much to them. Yeah, and I guess I don't know. Maybe it's helpful because we are half halfway through the season now and it feels like nothing's happened. Um but everything's happened at the same time. Whereas last season there wasn't a wedding and it was so boring. Um, right, but that was like the f- that was like the first bad season of Vanderpump Rules. It was it was truly the first bad season. Season seven was so bad. Oh my god! The only good episode was um, Reptilian Brain, which I have watched multiple times. I don't know if I said this last week. No, you haven't. I think you've <laughs> tweeted that though, and you know how I'm a big yeah. historian of your Twitter. Yes, you do know all of my tweets that I've ever tweeted. Um, and yeah, Reptilian Brain from season seven, where Bo's mom does like a, a speech or like some type of like talk to everyone. <laughs> and then they all get so drunk and fight and yell, Oh, that is just genius television, you guys. If you need like a good classic episode, Reptilian Brain season seven. Um, but other than that, every episode was bad. No, every episode also, was bad. Sorry, I just had a flashback of how bad Jax's proposal was to Brittany. Oh so like, my gosh. At like some like fish shack. Fish shack. And he like made it. So, it was the most awkward thing. So yeah, no, I've hated their whole like engaged fiance married life. Oh my God. I hate that. But it's so Jack's like everything is low rent. Everything is cheap. He spent $1,000. <laughs> That's not low rent. It's $100,000. But also like the decorations were like so overwhelming. Like there was like too many flowers in my opinion. During the reception. But also Did nothing really stood out. I don't know. It, it felt yeah. so bland and it didn't have any character. Maybe yeah. I'm just comparing, again, to uh, Tom and Katie's, which really did feel like them. Yeah. And I think because Tom and Katie, it felt like they didn't try so hard either. Right. And it paid off. Like, their still was so gorgeous. And Jackson Brittany, like, tried so hard and it still wasn't that good. So I'm just like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah they set the expectations so fucking high yeah and they were never gonna meet that mark um no and i, ha- I want to make a quick point on the weddings like kind of disrupting the seasons thing so i'm interested to see how a wedding being in the middle of a season impacts the season because i was thinking about it in season five the wedding was the final episode and Tom I know Katie? Tom and Katie's. Oh. It was the final episode. Um, although the season didn't end on their wedding, it actually ended on Sheena and Shay's divorce, if I remember correctly. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have that, okay? Yeah. 
And I know a lot of people don't like season five because it was really grating and it was all, you know, Tom and Katie and the seeming disintegration of their relationship and all their bickering and the back and forth of it all. And then you go to Sheen and Shay's and and their wedding was near the end. I mean, it must have been maybe two or three episodes before the last episode. And I think the reason why that season wasn't so impacted by their wedding is because nobody gives a shit about Sheena or Shay. Well, the thing is, too, is, like, Shay wasn't, like, a cast member. So it's, like, these other weddings, Schwartz and Katie were both full-time cast members. So we've been, like, knowing everything about them. Right. Jackson, Brittany, same thing. And at this point, Bo is considered a full-time cast member, and we've gotten to know him enough over the past two. Like, Shay was famously, like, barely in it, and he always felt like he... Whenever he was at a gathering, it always felt like he had to be there because Sheen was forcing him to be there. You know, he wasn't like really friends with anyone. Um, so like to care. That's about ahistorical. Him. They really did love Shay in the beginning. They did. But like he, he wasn't like a natural part of the group. Like, you know, we didn't know him. The audience was, didn't know him. He was awkward. He was awkward. But um, but I, I will say season three had a different vibe to it in large part because we had the introduction of James Kennedy. Right. And James and Kristen really dominated that season. Oh, great. Plus Miami Girl. Plus we had sex, we had sex. We had sex, we had sex, we had sex. We, had sex. we were so consumed by Kristen and James, plus Kristen trying to destroy Tom and Ariana's relationship that mm. the wedding stuff was actually more background than anything. But I think when you put the wedding in the foreground, yeah, it doesn't seem to work that well. Yeah, it's just too, it's, it gives too much attention to something that's just like, okay. It's a formality, because yeah. we know they get married, and we have the, you know, right. people photo shoot to prove it. Right. I do, I will never forget Sheena's wedding, though, because, first off, her dress. Um, <laughs> secondly, when the music started too early, and then they made, she made her start the music over for her to walk down the aisle. I mean, purely iconic. So good. She had multiple meltdowns during the wedding because there was that, and then the cues weren't on point for the like post wedding party mm, for right. the dinner. Remember to like introduce mm-hmm. her and Shay when they came yep. out as a couple. Like the music came on at the wrong time for that as well. Like that whole thing was a shit show. And she's like, "That's why you don't pay three thousand dollars for a wedding planner." Literally, <laughs> okay. I love Sheena's wedding. That's my favorite wedding. <laughs> I think I'm going to go rewatch season three right now, actually. I need to. I, season three still, is so good. It's so good. That's when I still like Sheena. Oh, God. Miss the good old days, the glory days. Well, anyway, I think we covered it all, right? I think we ha- we had no choice but to cover it all. Um, wow, I'm just so honored to be back, to be invited back by popular demand by the fans, obviously. Yep. Um, such an honor. And can't wait for the rest of the season. I can't believe we're halfway done. I know, I know, but it seems like the back half is going to be the real half. Yeah, thank God, and it usually is. There's always kind of like a lull in the middle, and then it like gets crazy, so let's hope. Let's hope somebody fights. And will you be back for more, Rye? Um, Until this quarantine is up, once again, I have no choice, <laughs> um, but guaranteed the second I'm allowed out of my apartment, I absolutely will be busy, um, so I won't be back after that, but... Um, until then, I guess I'll see you next time. Yeah, in the meantime, we'll enjoy your presence. Where can people follow you, Rye? Oh, my God. For all the people begging to follow me, um, you can follow me on Instagram at RyeAlk, R-Y-A-L-K, on Twitter at TheRealRyeAlk. And I also host 
the Holly Shook podcast with Armin. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find that on social media at Holly Shook Pod. And that is a celebrity scandal podcast. And that one's super fun. And that's my little baby. Han Bravo is like my side chick. Like my little, like, I just like come in and I, I go in and I go out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't like that. I'm sorry. That was the worst thing you've ever said ever. That was the worst thing I've ever said. I'm ever. so glad it's recorded. Um, <laughs> but you guys should really check out Holly Shook. I think uh, if you like this podcast, you'd like that podcast. Yeah. If you don't like this podcast, you might actually like the other one actually better, though, because, yeah, it's my... Basically, it's if you like this podcast, you'll like that podcast. If you don't like this podcast, you'll like that yeah, podcast. That. No matter yeah. what, you're liking that podcast. You have no choice. Thank you. It's called Holly uh, Shook. Everyone check it out. And we will see you next time on Hot Bravo. Thanks for listening. Bye.